Robbie, where do you rank Fantasy Draft Day on the list of holiday celebrations? Because I consider it a holiday. You know what, DJ? I always think about holidays. Like the best ones are the ones you get to spend with the people you love. You know what I mean? Like I think some <laughs> holidays are just overrated. You know, like Christmas is more about the gifts and the people. Thanksgiving, probably one of the best holidays. You just sit around, you eat, you vibe with the people there. And I think, you know, fantasy football drafts right there with it. You know, it's one of the best one. You just sit around with the people you love. You drink some beers, you bullshit. And this is a good time. Like, this is a little PSA. If you aren't, like, enjoying the people that you're in your fantasy football league, like, get the fuck out of that league because they're better mm-hmm. gambling investments than fantasy football. It's a crapshoot. Nobody knows who's going to win. We can act like it's all skill, but it's not. So go do something else with your money. Yeah, and if you don't enjoy it, you probably don't like those people that much because it's the perfect setting to enjoy each other. Like, we have a 14-team league. Obviously, everyone's not close with one another, but when you come together, um, you know, the vibes are unbelievable. So um, I have been in leagues where that is not the case, almost the opposite, and it gets competitive. People get whiny or people don't set up their lineups. You know, the list goes on and on. Right. If you can't find if, – if you don't have that vibe, get the hell out. So I agree with that. I, I think uh, that's called synergy, DJ. It's all about the yeah. synergy in the league. Yeah, yeah like at the, uh, the Jack Casino, the synergy. You got the bubble crafts, you got the roulette, and you got the. Even though I don't really like the, the when you can't see the actual uh, the roulette wheel spinning and so on, it's a little difficult to see. They got to get those 4K TVs up in there. I could probably talk 45 minutes on the synergy thing at uh, Jack Casino, too, because they even yeah. got Baccarat. Remember the last yeah. time we were there, we were trying to get the, yeah. the people there to explain Baccarat? Oh, man. Good times. Fun times. Uh, I'd, I'd rank it right up there. In terms of spending time with my buddies, that's number one, certainly. Uh, so it's a little unfair to compare to a holiday celebration because I don't want to diss my family. Love those people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and fantasy football draft day for me. And Columbus Day all rolling the one. No, not Columbus <laughs> yeah. Day. It's a little question. <laughs> yeah. Labor, Arbor Day. Yeah. That one's going to uh, – fade away pretty quickly i think here um before we get into some of the fantasy stuff do you think obviously we had big news with the, the bucks and some of the nba games and potentially some mlb games tonight um being postponed um those teams choosing not to play do you think that carries over in the nfl obviously we know it's bigger than a game but um you know that would be quite a statement week one to do something similar yeah, you know what? I just think there's like so many more NFL players, and I think it took the league like five years even to get behind Colin Kaepernick. So I just don't see that happening. You know, where uh, I love the Swenson Cup, by the way. Sorry, people who can't yeah. see that. I don't know why I said that. But uh, yeah, right in the middle of this national uh, dialogue, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but if uh, if you know, if the NFL decides they want to do that, they need to get a lot of support on the players' association side and get a lot of people. I don't see it happening in the NFL. I think it's a different animal. Yeah, maybe it'll put a little bit pressure uh, on the owners and the league in general to do something maybe monetary because that's typically the easiest to, mm-hmm. to fork over some there prior to the season to make sure that you satisfy some of those players' needs. Um, but, yeah, so much is up in the air. I, I'd be interested to where the NBA goes from here because one night is one thing, and then but if you really put the risk of the, the season on, I think you make some noise certainly, so. That'll, that'll be a tough one. We'll, we'll see. Um, we will try to switch over to the lighter side of things. You did mention my Swenson's cup. I am drinking an Urban Artifact tonight, Robbie. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. 
Uh, they make a lot of tart beers. You know, I'm a big fan of sours. Mm-hmm. So uh, the guy at the beer store was pushing me on this dragon sour. It's, it has like dragons on it. It's oh. 10%. I did not buy that one. It was 15 bucks for four cans, 10%. I'm, you know, that's a little hefty for a, a Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. For a Wednesday. But like, do you ever think about that? Like you're balking at buying fifty four beers for 15 bucks mm-hmm. and then you go to a bar and you spend like six bucks on uh, yeah. you know one beer and you're like oh who you give this i've definitely thought about that um recently obviously not as much but um that, and that's why i went through with it i think mm-hmm. the four pack i got I, you know seeing the four pack some of these like craft beers and i get it um so i want to support those guys but when i see a four pack it really makes me cringe just because i'm not used to it and i'm paying same price if not more so i hear that dude yeah all right, we're going to start off uh, this show with a little mock draft. We're going to go back and forth in a second here. Uh, just to preview what's coming after that, Rob's going to give uh, his five laws for every draft. Or mm-hmm. uh, Do you have those prepared? We never really followed up on that one. I got them prepared, dude. Okay, good. This is uh, my primary have... job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we have a what's your fantasy segment. More on that in a little bit. Uh, a lock emoji, so you can guess what that, that segment's about. Fantasy feud, and then an interview with the commission of the PFFL, one of the uh, the highest regarded P, uh, PPR leagues in the world. Yeah, I think we're a top three league, and that's a very subjective list from what mm-hmm. I understand. But we are, you know what I mean. You can't discredit the rankings. Yeah. Um, so let's mock a little bit. Let's go through the first fourteen picks and maybe dive into each player a little bit. Um, you know, you can get that kind of info anywhere, but. Um, I think it's important. I think we represent the common draft where you're looking at an ESPN top 300 list and basing a a good amount off of that, but also um, just going off a gut instinct and maybe a little bit of drunk instincts uh, next Saturday night when our draft is. So how should, how do you think we should do this? Should we go with who we think or based on the people in our league who you think they will draft? I think it's a little bit, you know, there, our league does have a high level of subjectivity with like, you know, a little bit of homers for the Buckeyes and the Browns. So why don't we do uh, what our draft is and then people can factor in like their uh, fandom accordingly, you know? Okay. Yeah. And maybe we describe the people that are drafting like a quick synopsis of the kind of uh, fantasy owner they are. Uh, so mm-hmm. who we think they will take and then uh, people can assess that uh, based on uh, those characterizations. So let me log into ESPN here. For some reason, I'm not. I think it's because I was using Nick Bean's um, ESPN Plus the other week just to be full transparent here. Love that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to share the accounts, man. In this economy. In this economy? That is one of the funnier sayings. Uh, Okay. So you have first pick, which is going to be the Hasbros, who we will uh, categorize uh, as... What would you say? Two years in the league, they they were part of the expansions efforts in 2018, and I believe they have uh, how many wins in two years? Three, three total. Wins. Have, yeah, not a pretty scene for those boys. No, not a pretty scene. They are. I will get that exact three and 23 in two years. So this is going to be back to back number one picks. Who do you think they take here, Rob? You know what? The, I mean, if they don't take Christian McCaffrey, I think we got some bigger issues. I did write an article last year at PerryFantasy.com about them being as bad as you can get and maybe uh, needing to take them out of the league. Um, they got to go Christian here. He's got the hot girlfriend. It makes all the difference. Yeah, true. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't think about, yeah, Olivia making a difference there, uh, which I don't think she will. But um, 3-23, and I think if you have another last place finish this year, you really have to consider, um, are you right for this league? So the Hasbro's really got to step it up. I think Christian is the obvious pick there. Number two, we have Vinny, who is also part of the expansion effort. So you see these expansion teams, despite a a, a level playing field, have – had a rough start to their PFFL career, which is what we like to see because of the, the competitiveness of, of the league. He is seven and 19 in his career. Mm. Uh, who does Vinny go with here? Oh, is this my pick again? Oh, well we can talk about it. I, I think he goes Zeke. I think he goes a little bit surprising uh, over Saquon. I think he goes Zeke. Right, and Zeke was COVID positive. Maybe yeah. that plays a factor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it plays a little bit, you know, maybe five percent, but I think it, it factors in a little bit there. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, rattle through these just because I, I can sense this going pretty slow with fourteen people. Bean is the third pick. He has uh, he's an historic PFFL owner, been in the league uh, since two thousand eight, I believe, when we started, uh, and has a championship, but. I believe hasn't been in the playoffs for four years. So a guy that really needs mm. to find it uh, in this new format, more competitive in the last five years. And, and a guy that uh, frankly needs a good season. Yeah. Bean somehow is on like the league board, making all the decisions for us. I have no idea how we got that position. Nice job for Bean. Uh, Bean, big Buckeye guy, loves ragging on his boy B-Locks. I'm going with Michael Thomas at three for Bean. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. Um, yeah, like I said, needs a good season there. Uh, lock in the number one, the clear wide receiver one. Not a bad pick. Kropko, number four, uh, a guy that has been competitive in his, whatever, four or five years in the league. I think then he takes Saquon, a really safe pick at number four. I could see Saquon there. I can also see Kamara, just because he likes the nose ring. Yeah, and, and just a better offense, frankly. Like Saquon, I'd be a little nervous. You need a a solid Daniel Jones to maybe free up some of those running lanes. So you trust the guys in the good offense usually don't burn you at least. Although Kamara didn't have a fantastic year last year, but uh, I think he could blow up this year. Number five is Kirch, a legacy member, a guy that has been on the brink before, but never cut through. So I'd, I'd say his career parallels quite a few of like yours, for example, just a legacy owner, but never really uh, clearly hasn't won a championship. I love how you talk shit on my team. Like you, you like you've won a bunch of championships. Kirch, yeah. gritty dude. I see him taking an uh, NFC running back here. I think he goes with Dalvin Cook. Okay, Dalvin Cook. I like it. Um, yeah, a classic pick for you know. I can see him being safe and smart in the first round. That's who he is. We got uh, Eric Petrek, a four-time league member um, or four-time winner of the league, I should say. Um, so just such uh, a ton of pedigree, but a guy that hasn't had a, a crazy streak in the, in recent years. Um, I'd have to look through his, his playoff breakdown. I guess no one gives a shit. I think no. he goes a little crazy here. He goes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I could see Clyde for sure for him. Uh, he's notoriously a wide receiver. One guy He loves mm-hmm. going after those wide receivers. And I mean, just the fact that Devonte Adams is there makes you kind of go, mm-hmm. hmm. you know, yeah. he's out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying Clyde. I think he risked the hype around him specifically uh, these last few weeks and building into next week is insane. You know, CEH as I call him. Yeah. Joining the great dashes in the league, the Juju Smith Schusters of the world, um, you know, just another uh, 
yeah, we'll see what he does. It's a risky pick, but I see him just jumping up boards. Is uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis the best one of those names? I think he's <laughs> yeah. got to be. I was trying to think of someone other than Juju, but I yeah. didn't have it on me. Okay, uh, number seven here. We're halfway through. Let's steam through these back half. We got Cody, a guy that takes risks. Uh, I believe the high, uh, league leader in the history of the league in wins, which is I'm looking at now, he is tied for he's 72 and 57 in his career, which is uh, a solid win percentage for fantasy. We'll, we'll just say that. Never has won a championship. Is this the year, and who does he take in the first round? You know, if uh, Alvin is out there, I think he goes Alvin. Uh, mm-hmm. It all depends on where he falls. So I'm going to go with Kamara there if uh, Saquon went before. Okay. Uh, I think he goes off the board and goes a, a little crazy here. I think he goes Austin Eckler. Austin. I could see that too. A little scat point. Another guy with a, a lot of hype recently. Um, he was even, I saw in some drafts, going late second round. But now it's, I think people are coming around to him once again. Man, it feels good to give some like <laughs> feel like an analyst of some real shit right now, even though it's you got to keep saying. Yeah. Well, and we uh we talked about the hard knocks boost too. You know, obviously they're in LA this year. You watch Eckler run a couple routes on air, and you're like, damn, he looks good. Uh, you get that boost. So Austin Eckler might go there. Yeah. All right, number eight, we got uh, Herb Funky, our boy Zach. He, if anyone in this in this fourteen team league is the biggest risk taker, I would say, especially in the early rounds. That guy says, "Fuck your mock drafts. I'm gonna bring my magazine uh, that was printed in July, but I'm also just gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna go with my guys, which you gotta respect the shit out of. Who does he go with here? You know, he's a big Titans running back guy too, dating back to his Chris Johnson days. I think he goes Derrick Henry here. Uh, you know, obviously. A low floor, a uh, decently high ceiling for Derrick Henry. Yeah. I would say a high floor if he's going to get the same carries, though, as last year. Yeah, what was I was saying, high floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, Derrick Henry's a tough one because I could see it. But just in general, for me, it's for your first round pick, you want to be excited about. And even despite his whatever he put up last year, 1,550 yards, or, you know, it's not one that you. You don't pick them and feel like awesome about. Um, so no, I can see no like in a draft like ours that's in person. Um, you, like I said, the vibes. He could go late the first, juices. early second, just because he shouldn't go there per se. Um, but I could just see it because people just don't like him. It's not a flashy pick. I hear that. All right, next pick is me at number nine. I will tell you, based on the draft right here, right now, I'd go Julio. I'm a huge Julio believer. I'm a Calvin Ridley believer as well this year. I think they'll be throwing the ball a ton. Um, the groceries are being brought in right now, so if you hear some rambling in the back, you know we don't have the professional studio set up yet. You know? Grubhub's here, huh? Yeah. Um, no, I try to not do the delivery services. I think we I know, I know. We all know. We all know. <laughs> Although I will say I, I am guilty of it, you know, uh, once every month or so. Uh, okay, I love Julio. Number ten, we got uh, Kane. So Commissioner Kane, who's going to be on the pot a little bit later, uh, uh, won the league two years ago. I would say typically conservative in his pick, and also Ohio State homer. So who are we thinking here? 
I think he goes. Uh, he's gonna go uh, Devonte Adams here. You know, mm. get a little wide receiver yeah, one. He's there. Rogers gonna be slinging around. So I think he goes Devonte. He loves those wide receivers. I heard him talking about Julio. So if you snag Julio before him, he's got to go somewhere else. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'd like Tyreek Hill for him here. He, I would say Devonte uh, if he's there, but beyond that would be uh, Tyreek. B locks number eleven. Uh, just a, a great foundational member, a guy that hasn't won a ship either, but has had some recent success. I believe made it to the semi or the finals last year, right? Uh, lost in the championship. I think that was Webster, <laughs> one of the Loxerman brothers, um, mm-hmm. who is. Let's just do the Loxerman brothers together, even though they might hate that. You know, they want their own shine. Um, tell me who Belox will pick, and I'll look up the placing placements of last year. Uh, B-Locks takes, uh, uh, I think he takes Joe Mixon just because he's a Cincinnati boy now. He moved down there and he mm, became a Bengals fan. So uh, who day? It's going to be Joe Mixon. Okay, Joe Mixon. I'm trying to find, uh, Kamish Kane has put together. So you are correct. The Loxermans came in second and third last year and the Elder came in third, who we just talked about. I like that pick for him. We'll move on to Wooby. I believe right here, uh, see groceries coming in. Sometimes things happen. Um, Tyreek Hill would be an obvious pick at 12. I think it's great value. Love that for him. Yeah, he did talk a lot of Miles Sanders game. I think that's a diversion, unless it's not. Yeah. I think he really wants Chris Carson. Okay. Chris <laughs> Chris Carson. Okay. Uh, I, like, I actually do like him in general. Um, he could definitely get him on the swing, though. Um, uh, Maffitt, who is a guy that I, I would say is – I keep talking about risk takers, but he would be a guy that goes and gets his guy. Um, I'll say Josh Jacobs here for, for Maffitt. I like think a- that's a lock if Josh Jacobs is still there for Maffitt. He's definitely <laughs> yeah. that game. All right, and then you, you know, you have 14. You have a lot to pick from. There's a lot of quality guys out there still from, you know, the Travis Kelseys of the world to – we haven't mentioned DeAndre Hopkins yet, uh, who would be a gift, I think, at the turn. Uh, but what do you, what would you be thinking there from the? Yeah, I'll give you both picks for free. This is a little, uh, you know, free insight to what I'm thinking for anybody behind me. I'm going Nick Chubb, and then I'm going to go uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the turn. Then you're not all worried about Nick Chubb though, getting some of that workload taken away, and potentially, you know, you know, twenty something catches this year, and not being able to really blossom in that sense, which is huge in a PPR league. Yeah, but I think he's going to get a lot of goal line carries. Last year, he wasn't used uh, inside like the 10 at all. Mm. I think he gets a little bit of those with Kareem Hunt. Not going to be in the game there. They're going to use him in between the uh, 30s, and then they're going to throw the Chubster out there for him. Yeah. I'll tell you the one guy. I, I like those picks, but I, I'm just – you're actually on record now backtracking, thinking about is is going against Nick Chubb, being a big hater last year. Um, have you kind of uh, – come back on that opinion yeah i'm a big browns fan though so like you can't really discredit that you know i'm getting excited for the season i'd like to have a browns running back that just seems fun uh and who knows if i really mean that 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 might be a diversion is there just too much juice though where you have them on your fantasy team and then you're rooting for the team so say i pick odell who actually i like a lot this year but i'm a browns fan and then jarvis catches a touchdown and i'm happy but there's a little bit of like, oh, man, I wish that was Odell. I know. I like that juice, though, because if he does score for the Browns, it's on cloud nine, and I'd rather yeah. have that. You know? Okay. 
All right. I like it. That's a great first round. Uh, we kind of, we followed the format decently um, in terms of like an ESPN projected. Do you think guys in our league do follow that pretty closely or is there guys going outside the box? Like, what do you, what do you bring into the draft? Are you bringing just that top 300 sheet? Or are you going to go to fantasy pros or like I saw the ringer put out some stuff with that. Are you going to go to those secondary sites? Yeah, you know, everyone asks somebody to print out 12 top 300 sheets right before the draft. Mm-hmm. And normally you got about 14 beers in you by the time the draft starts. You're not thinking straight. You might come in with a strategy. And by the time the draft starts, it's all thrown out the window. You're yeah. looking at your sheet. And you hope, hopefully you uh, highlight the right guys at that point, you know. The only thing I would hope for out of a draft, not just ours, but in general, is that uh, some of these hyped guys that might go in the fifth and sixth round that um, – you wouldn't have heard of last year per se, maybe rookies or emerging players that people have done enough research to actually know who some of those guys are, you know, 12th, 14th round, you might get some, you know, random guys off the board. Um, right. But I'd like to people invested enough to know, like, uh, you know, what team Justin Jefferson is on. Who? No, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's on the Vikings, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I definitely get that. But, you know, I think sometimes going with those trendy picks gets people in trouble. Like sometimes I look at people's boards and I'm like, oh my God, it's trash. They have no good picks. And then they turn out to have a pretty good season. So yeah. I think the draft sometimes can be a little overrated from that perspective. Yeah. But I would say it's a fun, fun experience. I'm a trendy pick guy, too. Yeah, and you were very I, trendy. I've learned a lot about that, hopefully. Uh, but I get on the hype train, listen to all these fancy guys, and it leads to dark places, man, I'll tell you. Um, For sure. Who's the Ravens running back I drafted in like the sixth round last year? I forget his name now, even. It was I don't a even bad remember his name. Up. He was so hyped up. Uh, well, maybe I'll come back to that. Uh, hit okay. up if you remember his name. He's got to be on the uh, Ravens depth chart. I got to, you know, I can't let that one hang out there. Um, mm. We are going to transition from the hardcore fantasy player talk into Rob Law's five laws for a fantasy draft. So after I say yeah, that, dude. Rob, prep that. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll... there's a, we've alluded to some of them, but I think that any NFL, any fantasy draft you go into, you got to have a little bit of a game plan. You got to have some credo, you know, the rules justice to live by. Hill. And, you know, it justice. was Justice Hill. That was yeah. a bad pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, but, you know, that's all part of it. And, you know, we touch base on some of these, but I'll just run you through some things that I like to live by to make sure I have a fun draft. Um, the first one is keep your friends close, you know, maybe keep, you know, your enemies closer. Who knows? But it, during the draft, everyone's a friend, everyone's an enemy, everyone's trying to get at you. Uh, just have a good time, drink, vibe a little bit. And if you're not doing an in-person draft, you're not in a fantasy league, but you got to remember your friends are trying to win a fantasy and they're going to get you drunk so you can make some bad picks, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get you to drink 10 Bud Light Platinums before the draft starts and you're sitting in Kane's basement and you don't even know what your draft sheet is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't let your friends get you drunk or do, you know, it's up to you, player's choice. But, you know, going with that plan, either I'm getting drunk or I'm trying to stick to this draft plan. Uh, the second rule, the second law that I had to live by is uh, talk your shit. And what I mean by that is, okay, you went in, it's a sixth round, and you drafted a second string running back. Okay. It's uh, you know, it's just a bad pick. You didn't know if he was lower on the depth chart, but you made the pick, and everyone's giving you a hard time about it. Everyone's just giving you a bunch of shit. But just justify it any way that you can. Okay, you fucked up, 
but defend your honor. Don't let people come at you for making that bad pick. Mm-hmm. Just talk your shit. They don't know who's making the depth chart. You don't know who's making the depth chart. Just go after it. Like uh, the third one I have is uh, have a scapegoat for every pick. So you draft Justice Hill in the fifth. Okay, you messed <laughs> up, but blame it on someone else. That's why it's so nice to have a co-owner. Uh, you know, all the good picks are yours, <laughs> okay. all the bad picks are theirs. Yeah, okay, like it. So always have a scapegoat. Say, oh, you know what? My buddy talked me into this pick. You know, it was his fault. You made the pick, but it's on them too. Okay. Um, the the uh, the fourth rule that I have is don't forget to keep track of your draft. Uh, you never want to be the guy that's going up there in the fourth round and taking OBJ when he was gone in the second. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad look. You don't want that. So just keep track of what guys are gone. There's no automated sheet. Which also, don't be the guy that has it. It's only face that in, in person, you know, but that's right. fun. It's a fun element. Yeah. And also, don't be the guy that has like the ongoing spreadsheet unless you're the commissioner. Okay. Nobody wants to see your Dell computer at the draft. Leave it at home. You don't want that responsibility. Nobody wants doesn't that. Doesn't that kind of contradict one another, though? Like, you got to be the guy that doesn't draft someone that's already been drafted, but also the guy that doesn't keep up with it. Because yeah, but that's what you have the highlighter. Commissioner Kane that follow along, and I drop off in about round 13, and he follows throughout the draft, which is great because, you know, you need that. Um, <laughs> so you're, yeah, saying, whatever. You're saying put it on the responsible people. Yeah, put on the responsible people, but have that draft sheet in front of you and like have that highlighter and you're doing like the picnic legs where you're trying to crumple up the paper and highlight, you know, it's like that men in black scene where Will Smith is trying to take that test. Okay. You know, you want to be in that area where you're just highlighting people, but don't be trying too hard to keep track of the draft. That's someone else's job. That's why they pay the commissioner. Um, And uh, the last one that I have is uh, go get your guys, you know, fuck the draft rankings, fuck ESPN. Matthew Barry and all those talking heads, they don't win every fantasy league. This is all luck anyway. Go get your guys that you have fun watching. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to draft Nick Chubb too early and root for him because I want all that juice, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. So those are my rules to live by for every draft. I, I dig it. Um, I would I typically don't do that. So that last one in terms of go get your guys. I will stretch. I will go get the Justice Hills of the world. But, for example, I'm big into Juju this year, I think, with Ben Roethlisberger, which I know is is a common fantasy thing. Um, it's not like a, you know, hidden pick there, but with my draft selections in a 14 team league, I think I picked 20, which would be a reach, but I won't get them on the next bend. Um, but if I really liked Juju, I should go and get him. But am am I going to do it? No, because I'm looking at too much shit, man. Yeah, because you listen to too many talking heads. It doesn't matter if he goes for 1300 yards and eight touchdowns, then I'm the ass, you know? I'm trying to amp myself up a little bit here. Uh, It ain't working, dude. I'm trying to bring it in. Nah, it's not. Okay. Uh, I like those five rules. I will say the sheet and the tracking can be tough because um, our draft gets a a little out of hand with it. That's Which is only an in-person, once again, another only in-person thing, but um, it does make it fun. There's an added layer there. And then you get called out when you redraft a person. Did you talk about while I was cracking my beer? Did you talk about when we call out people for reaching? Uh, no, we I didn't talk about that. Okay. But I think that kind of falls in the the talk your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You reach on a guy that's a second string running back, justify it any way you want, baby. You know they don't know, and it might get lucky. Yeah, exactly. Talking shit's probably the you know obviously a, one of the the main benefits of doing this all. 
I uh, love the five rules. We'll move on to, uh, what did I have next here? What's your fantasy? So this is a thing that came to my mind. Uh, this week at work, they were playing ludicrous. What's your fantasy? Uh, I don't have to, I won't go on about the, the, it was an edited version. I'll say that. So it's not like, where do you work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hard to explain, but let's just say, you know, obviously I heard this on. So it got me thinking, you know, what's your fantasy? Obviously thinking about fantasy football. So now I came up with the most gimmicky, shittiest podcast segment of all time. So I like it though. Guys based off a of ludicrous song titles. So our first one is splash waterfalls, which is the unexpected guy that you expect to have a huge year. Okay. Uh, mine's really offbeat. So why don't you go ahead and give yours and I'll get mine. I like James Conner quite a bit. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. health concerns, but a guy I think going in, you know, fourth or fifth round and some of his running, uh, his uh, backups are getting drafted because people think he'll lose his job or he'll get hurt. I like him with big Ben back there. He was great. Uh, two seasons ago, uh, saved my team. And then I'll add an additional one here is Jared Goff. I think he has, okay. I think he's being drafted, you know, QB 18, 19, somewhere in that range. I think he's a top 12 QB or this year. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you're high on the Steelers, and that's fine. And you're high on girls with guys with uh, hot girlfriends with Jared yes, Goff. Yeah. I'm all about that, DJ. I think that's a good strategy. Uh, the guy that I is my splash waterfall is Harrison Bryant. Uh, Harrison Bryant, the third tight end on the Browns. I think the Browns are going to use hella tight ends this year. Like I said, I'm a Browns uh, uh, real big homer. Mm-hmm. And I think he, uh, you know, he'll sneak in 30 catches for seven touchdowns. And if you can get that out of your seven touchdowns, that's a lot. But yeah. if you get that out of your, you get that out of a back end tight end, uh, you should absolutely go for 30 it. 30 catches no- is not, that's not fantasy relevant. That's like tight end 25. Yeah, in our league, you need tight end 25 sometimes. Did you read a tweet about this dude, and then you're like, oh, I'm all in? No. <laughs> all right. Harrison Bryant, I want to see you draft him the last round because he'll be there. Um, I was on that last year. I forget. The tight ends are funny because you're thinking about, oh, uh, who was the guy for uh, for Jacksonville? Jeff Swain. I think his name's Jeff. Uh He's yeah. like an undrafted guy and just listen to all the people. They're like, Swaim is going to be Nick Foles loves tight ends. And then obviously a lot changed from there. All right. Number, uh, the second one here, get back, which is well, probably one of my favorite ludicrous songs, even though a lot of them don't hold up that much. So the guy you are staying away from, uh, the guy I'm staying away from this year and I got burned by him last year was, is Sony Michelle mm-hmm. that Patriot backfield's always a mess. And now, uh, without the reassurance of them having a decent offense, there's no way I touch him. Uh, obviously not going as high as he was last year, but, uh, don't want to touch this guy with a 10 foot Where is he even projected? I, that's a name I haven't seen much at all. Either have I, but it's just ingrained in my memory. Don't touch him, you know? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I, I will go with a little bit, definitely a higher pick here. And that's Miles Sanders. Another guy getting a ton of hype. You can read a lot about Doug Peterson's offense and a lot um, going against Miles Sanders, but he should have a bigger role uh, in terms of not just like a 50, 50 split, like Doug Peterson's offenses have been in the past. Uh, but for, uh, if you think about, you know, your first two rounds, especially a guy that might go 12, 13, you have to be a little bit risk adverse 
And a guy that hasn't really proven it, even though he did have a good stretch last year at certain point, but hasn't proven it for even a full season. And then a guy you don't even fully know about his workload. Man, for the 13th pick, I'm good on that. And I, I okay. I'm fine with being burned on it, but I just don't I'm, not. I'm not a believer. That's not even a guy I would want at the end of the second round. I'll go on record. Noted. Yeah, I'm trying to wow, come a little hot right now. Okay. You know, I haven't given enough yeah. hot takes. That's a guy I don't even want in the second round. Uh, Sony Michelle, 133rd pick. So he's like a what eighth rounder, eighth or ninth. Some drafts like 12th, depending on the number of guys you have. My chick bad. So the guy with the hot girlfriend. That's the uh, the third one for ludicrous guys. Okay, yeah, I'm going with uh, George Kittle. I did a lot of uh, research on this. Found a couple sheets that had a hot girlfriend. <laughs> Found some pics. It was just research for the podcast. It wasn't any uh, uh, self-research. Yeah. And uh, George Kittle has a hot wife. I guess that qualifies. Yeah, Her name's Claire Till. Uh, you know what? Good for him. Uh, I think he has a good season this year. Yeah, guy got paid which is uh, tough in the NFL. I feel bad for those guys. You got to really, I 100% going on a little bit of rant here. Guys that hold out in the NFL, 100% back these dudes because when you got your two, three-year window, you have to go make your money, especially if you can get some guarantee money because they will screw you over the minute they can. Uh, You know, I'm obviously going Jared Goff here. We've talked about Chris Harper a decent amount in the last week, but um, yeah. You just, yeah. yeah. All right. Him or CMC would be great too, you, you know? Yeah, we about, talked about You don't hear a lot about NFL wags, though. You hear about the PGA Tour. Uh, and, you know, I don't know anything about these NFL players. No. Not even just either I'm they don't anybody. have like a hot girlfriend, but just in general. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Number four is the number one spot, the moneymaker. So double songs here. Um, do you have a favorite Ludacris song, by the way? Like, could you have named one off the top of your head? Uh, probably Get Back, and that's about it. Uh, I think you could be making these other ones up, yeah. and I would believe you. Yeah. I'm just rolling with the second. Like, you're running out of whatever. Like, Pharrell's in it. You would know that one if it's played. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the guy winning people titles this year? So you can't just pick CMC, but a guy. It could be a first-rounder. Uh, I'm going with uh, Kenyon Drake, so probably a second-rounder in most drafts. Um, I had a monster stretch end in the last year. That offense is good. They added a weapon outside, take some of the heat off the box. I think that's what people say. I don't know if that's a real thing. Uh, and uh, so I'm going with Kenyon Drake here. I'm, I think he is. I'm not a Kenyon Drake guy, to be honest. Just, but, okay. you know, agree to disagree on that one. Just, he's, I wouldn't take him in the third round. My moneymaker, <laughs> yeah, I would, is, uh, is Calvin Ridley. So, I'm obviously a big Julio fan, as I stated earlier in the pod. I think it is a toss-up, though, in terms of um, it could be a very much a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin situation this year, and potentially Ridley could have a very similar year. Uh, in terms of Julio, though, he's proved it, and I could see it even increasing this year, a 1,500 type of nine touchdown, You know, maybe get a little bit more lucky on the touchdowns. Uh, but the same could be said for Calvin Ridley, so getting that uh, a little bit later is a ton of value. And I think that guy mixed with the first round pick uh, could take you over the top. Last one, lovers and friends. Um, who you got here? This is the guy that's just your dude. Like you said, go get your guys. Yeah. Historically, I love white guys that play in the slot. Like I've been the biggest Welsh Welker fan since day one, you know, big Edelman guy after that. 
Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Cooper Cup here. Uh, if you're loving Jared Goff, I'm loving Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, I'll just take all the And I'm loving Robert Woods. That's my – yeah, I was – he was my guy last year. Um, I just like him. You know, I'm a yeah. huge Mike Evans fan, but that was too too obvious. And I also don't know if I like him a whole ton this year. Um, the team might be better, and thus they might be throwing less. Last year, they were just had to sling the pill all over the place. Uh, <laughs> saucer yeah, dogs, saucer dogs all over the field, and Mike Evans had to go up and get it. But it might be a little bit more control. You might have a guy throw twenty-seven passes instead of fifty and six touchdowns and six picks. Uh, so we'll see there. All right, moving on to the lock emoji. This is, you know, we're a gambling pod to some degree. Mm-hmm. Did you do some research on this? Yeah, I got some okay. notes here. So we have one, two, and three lock emojis. Uh, which I did not explain to you, but the way I was, I, I, maybe you picked up on it, was three lock emojis is like your your ultimate put your house on it. Sort yeah. of. Maybe not your house, but like, I don't know, say 10% of your uh, saving. Net worth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one lock emoji, something you're confident in. What do you think is going to hit this year? Uh, this is a little bit of a long shot bet, but I, I know it's a lock. It's one lock. It's certified. Um, you're getting a little bit of an odds boost from FanDuel right now uh, for anybody that's in a FanDuel mobile betting state. Um, Jets to make the playoffs. I, you know, I like the talent that they have. I think Darnold takes a step forward. Plus 480 on that lock. So obviously you don't want to put 10% of your worth on it, but a little bit of a value play for me <laughs> on my one lock. Okay. I, I hate that, honestly. Mine is Adam Thielen over 1,049 and a half yards. Uh, that's a popular. He's a popular guy in fantasy this year because of Stefan Diggs being gone. Uh, I'm going to ride that ship. I think he's going to have a great year, and he's going to the targets are. Go, it's targets. all about targets, and uh, he's going to have plenty of. So yeah, they're moving away from that uh, two tight end offense too. You know, uh, Stefanski gone out of there. Maybe some more opportunity for the wide receivers to get some more touches. Justin Jefferson kind of in that same boat too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. No, you got two lock emojis. You're sending it to your buddies. You're putting uh, two yeah. locks in there. I think the AFC North this year is absolutely brutal. Joe Burrow coming out of LSU. You know, obviously the talents there, the hypes there, but I don't think they win five and a half games. Over five and a half games, six games is a lot of wins for a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to go Bengals under five and a half. I didn't see that one. I like that a lot, actually. I think that might be a ten percent bet for me. Wow, um, I would never actually do that, but I mean, if you're, what are you minus one ten on that? So I'm all in. Aaron Rodgers over twenty five and a half touchdown passes. He's had twenty six and twenty five the last two years. I think he's got a fire under his ass. He's got a new girlfriend supposedly, Shailene Woodley. Uh, people calling him out. They drafted Jordan Love. The guy is uh, just going to light it up this year. Wow, Shailene Woodley, huh? Well, That's that bigger was like a rumor, and you know, I don't know if we yeah. talked about it on the pie. Yeah, we talked about his love life. Like, like when you have that recent like breakup, it lights a fire under your ass for like six months. Yeah, and like you start focusing on you a little bit yeah. more. You know, <laughs> like, I'm gonna prove the world who the hell I am. It, you know, like Aaron Rodgers clearly has that that like in him, the fire in the belly. They say, as they say, and the ass, I guess too. Since I said that. All right, your three lock emojis. This yeah, is the ultimate, like you would recommend to anyone as an investment. 
You know what? Now that I'm thinking about that Bengals bet a little bit more, I really like that bet. Maybe that's my three lock, but I feel good about this one too. Um, like I said, I'm a Jets guy this year. I don't know why I'm a Jets guy, but I am a Jets guy. Uh, I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell over 1,300 yards, total yards this year, rushing and receiving. Um, if he gets back to any type of his old form, that will come easy for him. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess I'm 50-50 on that. In terms of putting my house on it, I'm not all the way in on that. Yeah. Uh, NFL is tough because the, there's always the risk of the injuries on the overs. Right. So like one of mine, which is not my three locks, was Drew Brees under 30 touchdown passes, which seems uh, – actually, I believe in it. I, I would bet on that. But um, even if he's putting up like 28 in week seven, he just had, goes – on fuego um you always have that risk of injury so you're always holding out that hope with the unders even though unders aren't as fun they're just not fun. yeah and you never want to root for injuries you feel like a scumbag like the guy yeah. breaks his hand or something and then you're rooting <sighs> for it who are you and his career's over yeah it sucks yeah so I, that's why i went with the overs here buffalo bills over eight and a half wins huge believer in their defense uh they have some weapons now love my boy john smoke brown uh stefan diggs Pretty decent offense, and I'm a believer in Josh Allen, and their defense is a top five D, so I'm all in on them. Okay. Over eight and a half. Division's fairly weak. Um, you're thinking five, six wins in the division itself, so like them a lot. Yeah. Except for the Jets. The Jets are dynamo <laughs> for that. <laughs> the Jets are going to be trash, I hate to say. Uh, bonus pick here is Bills minus six week one against the Jets. Love that. I don't like that. <laughs> Mm-mm. What's funny is I legitimately had that written here, and now you're all – I didn't know your locks before this. so Yeah, I hid my locks from yeah. you because I, yeah, okay. I don't want you to take them. All right. Um, let's move on to some Fantasy Feud. Uh, this is similar to the game we play called Family Food, which is a complete yeah. original. Um, and this is all questions based on fantasy and that sort of thing. Rob does okay. not know these questions. He has not been exposed. And we, I think we might have the commish play this as well. So we'll try to get you guys to 202. Okay. I love that. Points wise. So, Rob, are you ready to play fantasy food? No. I'm ready no. to play fantasy <laughs> food, family food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever the hell it's called. All right. Here we go. In what round of the draft is it, is it acceptable to be certified drunk? Uh, seven. Name an NFL player people would know just by saying their first name. Uh, Tom. No, that's terrible. <laughs> What's the most important responsibility of a fantasy league member? Uh, set your lineup. Name a top defense in this year's draft. Uh, 49ers. Name a first round pick in the 2013 PFFL draft. 2013. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. All right. Okay. Is Le'Veon, is he that old? I don't no, know. He's yeah, definitely he's, not. he's definitely not. All right. We'll reveal these before Kane comes on. You had some good ones in there. I, I, I got you a little bit. Uh, in what round of the draft is it acceptable to be certified drunk? You said seven. Number one answer, tied for the number one answer, 25 points. So Love that. Right through the middle. I you know, You're a seasoned veteran in that, so you should know. Uh, yep. Name an NFL player people would know just by saying their first name. You said Tom. Not a great answer, but actually on the board at five points. So okay, thirty. I was going to go with Jameis, but I was like, no one knows. I guess Jameis would have been good. It's a tough question. 
what's the most important responsibility of a fantasy league member? And you said set your lineups. I have be active, which is what I meant by that at 40, okay. 40 points. Congrats. That's huge. That's huge. You have 70. Name a top defense in this year's draft. You said Sam Fran, who is the top defense being uh, projected. So 25 points for that. You have 95. And am I right on that? 95? Yep. Name a first-round pick in the 2013 PFFL draft. You said Le'Veon Bell. You're No. You're like three years off, I'm pretty sure. Um, not there. So you have 95, which is a, a solid outing. 2013, dude. That dude, like, I. <laughs> you could have been that far 16, I think. Well, how old is he? He's got to be like 29. So that means he, I guess he would have just been a rookie. So. Yeah. Okay, my bad, dude. I could, I could be wrong too, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, 2013 was his rookie year. Yeah. You're so- not that far off, actually. So he would have been a really high pick in 2015. So you're two years off because he had a good year in 2014. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I overreacted, so I apologize. All right. Let's get Kane in here. We're going to pause for a second. Uh, We're going to bring him in and uh, finish up with the nice commission interview. All right. It's our privilege to have uh, the Commissioner Kane on the pod. Uh, Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here. Yeah, uh, the draft coming up September 5th, so just over a week. Are you pumped? I am getting there. I'm relatively excited. I've got kind of all my stuff planned out here a little bit in advance. Uh, So really looking forward to getting out there with the boys. Love that, Kane. Uh, Just a a little bit apart from the fantasy side of things, can you give people a rundown of what our day is going to look like in the PFFL on draft day? Sure. So... uh... The plan at this point is to show up at the golf course at about 8.15, 8.30 in the morning. Tea times, I believe, start at 8.30. So we got six groups going out um, at good old Erie Shores. Um, then after that, I, I think people will, will kind of go back to the, the Madison Mecca, um, get a little shower. Um, we'll probably start, uh, you know, drinking a couple beers and then hoping to have the draft, uh, kick off here around 4:30 PM, uh, Eastern time. And then where the night goes from there is kind of up for grabs. Right. Love that game. What I'm hearing you say, and just for the people listening too, is that this is an all day event. So when DJ and I are talking about getting drunk early in the draft, like you have to understand people are pounding beers on the golf course. Everyone's having a good time. It's an all day event with the PFFL. Right. It's very key to kind of hydrate between the golf outing and the draft if you want to kind of be coherent um, late into the draft. I'll say that. Right. You only drink light beer. Correct. This is a day I legitimately was thinking about this the other day, and this is not something I necessarily want to promote. Um, But from the binge drinking side, I think I could easily accomplish 30 30 beers on on this date next, next Saturday. Wow. Wow. Is that a belt challenge right here, Bruin? I think I could if I was true. I I want to, you know, actually my birthday, not to promote the birthday too much, but my birthday is September 6th, so next Sunday. So 30 beers for 30, you know, would be huge. That would be big. (laughs) God, you're Um, 30 years old. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's weighing on me. It's weighing on me. Uh, We do want to start off, uh, before we get into some of the heavier questions, with some fantasy feud which Rob just played around. So we will uh, 
complete it with the commish here. Rob got 95 points, and you're going for 202, so you need 107 here, uh, okay. commish. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. Alrighty. In what round of the draft is it acceptable to be certified drunk? Nine. Name an NFL player people would know just by saying their first name. Um, Tom Brady. And Rob said that. Um, a current NFL player. Um, Think about first name, like really recognizable first name. Uh, What's the most important responsibility of a fantasy league member? Um, knowing your place uh, and kind of making sure you're involved. Okay. Name a top defense in this year's draft. Uh, the Bears. Name the Bears. a first-round pick in the 2013 and a PFFL draft. LaShawn McCoy. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. That's a good Great round, I think. It's going to be close. I really think it's going to be close. Uh, in what round of the draft is it acceptably certified drunk? You said round nine. That is tied for the top answer. Seven through nine is worth 25 points. So Rob also said – Rob said seven. So uh, you guys drilled it there. A little on the early end, you know. Spot. Um, so you guys are at 120. Name an NFL player people would know just by saying their first name. Great correction, great thinking, well thought out. Zeke, tied for the number one answer at 25 points. So you're at 145, tied with Odell. Odell with the number one answer as well. Saquon, you got DeAndre, Julio, Lamar, Dak. Why was I thinking Jameis? Yeah. You got to think about singular first name where you don't necessarily have to say they're like a LeBron, obviously. All right, uh, number three, what's the most important responsibility of a fantasy league member? I probably should have stopped you because you had a very yeah. similar answer to Rob, which is um, not the best question on my part, um, but you basically said set their lineup, right? right? Right. Yeah, staying involved, yeah. Staying involved. Uh, be active was the number one answer, but I also gave Rob that 40 points. Uh, pay their fee was number two. Because obviously that's very key. That's component very important. Many fantasy leagues. Three was be a good time. So I'm going to give you the be a good time points, which is 20 points. So um, he's running away. What are you guys at? He's I at 65 remember. plus 95. So he's at 160. Is he? He had 95 plus 25. Yeah. 170 because yeah be a good time was 25 so you're at 170 so you need 30 points here and this is not a joke uh name a first round pick in the 2013 pff draft and i gave 30 points for any first round pick any of them you get 30 points so just coincidence well you need 202 so you guys are actually going to fail here uh <laughs> i forgot about the 202 rule it's not 200 it's 202 um you said Lashawn mccoy who you picked did you know oh, I picked him? I did not you know that. Second overall. Second overall. Uh, so you guys finished with 200. Great round, but you're just short. Wait. So we had pretty much all number one answers except for the Tom Brady thing, and we lost? Uh, well, oh, I skipped over the top defense, which um, Kane said the Bears, who are not in the top five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I skipped over that. It was a little mm-hmm. scattered there. Um but great, great performance overall. Like you know, you didn't win the the ultimate, but uh, great performance. Can you guess the number one pick in two thousand thirteen? 
I mind you, it was think, very different times back then. I, I think you drafted Aaron Rodgers, if I can remember correctly. I think so, too. This says it was Cody New drafting Aaron Rodgers number one overall. In 2013. Mm. I would guess he... Yeah, I would guess he's been drafted number one overall probably multiple times back he in the day. He definitely has. Back in the day, quarterbacks were a thing. Yeah, so let's just run down this first first round for memories because I think people will appreciate this. You had Aaron Rodgers, number one overall. LaShawn McCoy, number two, which I think holds up well. Because he that? just had some really good that season. Me, that was we had Maffitt take Doug Martin, number three. <laughs> which I think it was after that huge season. That huge Doug, Doug yeah. Martin career is one of the the pro best pro football references you can stumble upon because uh i think he had two 1500 or 1300 yard uh seasons that are like three seasons apart just very odd ap number four with bean uh redacted took aaron foster number five mm. alfred morris wow. number six did he have some good he had a he couple a of Red years. Guy. Yeah, he was a Redskins guy. Here's a name for you. Trent Richardson, number seven with her, uh, Zach. Uh, Nick DeBate, former league member. Matt Forte. B-Locks took Jamal Charles. Eric. Cl- uh, Calvin Johnson. Was that the first receiver picked? At number 10? That's crazy. Yeah. And then you had myself, took C.J. Spiller. Uh, which is another fun name. And then Rob does not hold up well, buddy. I'm sorry. Ray Rice, number 12. Yikes. Tough scene for me, uh, but great memories from that draft. That's where we went to Applebee's after and played credit card roulette. Uh, beers on commish. I, if I, yeah, I, I, I definitely lost uh, one round. Okay. I was going to say, Rob, if it was on you, man, Ray Rice, and then the beers were on you, you had a tough night. Uh, yeah, that's that's good memories. Uh, can you explain credit card roulette to people uh, uh, there, Rob? That people that don't know. Yeah, credit card roulette. You're out for a, a round of beers, uh, appetizers with the with the boys. Everyone throws their credit card into a hat. Uh, you can have the waiter pick it, but I don't like. They're not paid to pick your credit card out of a hat. Uh, you just kind of pick one at random, and whatever card is pulled, that person has to pay for the entire tab. This was in college where we might have had like two hundred dollars in our bank account, so this took up like. $180 of it. So it was, uh, it was definitely something you didn't want to lose. Um, yeah. And luckily, Kane took the bullet for us. I mean, if you didn't lose, you won a free round of beer. So that's, yeah, like you said, college, it's a very tight butthole time there. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, we do want to get into uh, some hard hitting questions here. And I'll, I'll start us off. And then, Rob, maybe you can jump in with the next question is uh, so. Commission, a lot of people have compared you to, to Roger Goodell and said you're the Roger Goodell of fantasy football. How does that make you feel? Um, you know, Roger Goodell's out there making a lot of money for the NFL. I feel like I'm in that same vein of, of getting, getting the job done. My job is to make the league as productive as I can um, for the owners in the league, and I think I'm doing that uh, pretty well. I would certainly agree, and I think we have a very healthy league. Um, but does it hurt you when you go up and give your annual speech, you know, right before the draft, that you do get booed? Yeah, I definitely can't lie and say that that doesn't hurt a little bit because it definitely does. So um, it's just something I got to power through for that 10 minutes that I'm up there, um, and then I can kind of go back to my regular life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
what a commissioner answer out of Kane there. Um, but like yeah. you said, the league is moving forward. Uh, we're kind of invested in a lot of areas. We've expanded to a fantasy baseball league, fantasy golf league. We had some XFL or uh, AFL subsidiaries. We obviously are a subsidiary here on the Greasy Podcast brought to you by Perry Fantasy Sports. Um, so I guess my question for you is what's your favorite thing that we do here in the fantasy league? And it can just be one of our gimmicks that we do as a football league, or it can be a, an entire league too. Um, I, I really think my favorite thing is actually just the draft day itself at this point. Um, the PFFL draft is probably the best day of the year. Whether or not the season is a good season for me, um, the, the draft day itself is always a great time hanging out with the guys. So I would definitely have to say that. Good to know. I, I completely agree. We had a question actually to start the pod of, of comparing it to a holiday. And uh, I would say it's like a top three holiday for me. It's definitely the best day I get to spend with my buddies. So uh, just a fantastic day. Um, do you feel the hype this year? I know we talked a little bit about it at the front of the interview. Is the same as previous years? Or do you see some impact by the, the pandemic? You know, I, I see a lot of impact from the pandemic. Uh, it, it just feels a little bit different. You know, there's going to be guys that go down with COVID and won't be able to play for a week. Um, there's kind of that uncertainty cloud surrounding the league, the NFL at this point. Um, so I definitely feel like it's a little bit different. I think we're trying to trump up the the hype here um, mm-hmm. in the lead up to the league, um, kind of get everybody back, back and ready to play. Um, but yeah, it's going to be definitely a different time and a challenge. Yeah, personally, I feel not to inject my own opinion, but also to do so in this this interview is the cornerstones of the league. It's really on us to, um, you don't want to prop up something that's not there, but you also really, you know, that's why we're really thinking of these things, the deal or no deal we got going, the, the uh, different contests we have going on draft days to, to really do it right. Um, it is key. Right. Yeah. yeah uh, obviously not everything's going to go uh, exactly right in a fancy football league. You're trying to, uh, not only do we have 14 teams, but there's also a lot of co-owners in our league. You know, we're up to around 20 guys in our group chat and trying to get anything done in there is a little bit uh, excruciating at times. I'm sure you feel that pain, Kamish. Um, so what's your least favorite thing about the PFFL? And what, uh, what I guess what I'm asking is what area can we improve on moving forward? Uh, my personal least favorite, I mean, this is just one of my pet peeves, is the amount of chasing that I have to do um, in certain areas. Um it's not just the PFFL. There, there are definitely rogue members in other leagues that kind of need to be reminded the same thing over and over again. Um, so I would say that's probably my least favorite thing. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what I think we need to improve upon, which is kind of just when it's time to get serious in the group chat, we need to do it and kind of make mm-hmm. the decisions instead of kind of messing around for 50 to 100 messages like we seem to always do. Good point. Especially the guy that's ultimately, I'm not the guy that's in charge of dues, um, scheduling things. And so it's fun to, to joke around, but I'm also not the guy that ultimately has to organize it. Right. Yeah. That's a little frustrating at times, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You take the good and the bad. Cause we have a, certainly a fun link, but um, my personal last question is, you know, from a commissioner that's, you know, been on the job, what, 13 years now, almost 13 years, 12, I don't know. 
Um, what do you think is the key to the longevity of a fantasy league? A guy that just started his league maybe when he's 18. What, what advice can you give to those people? I would say you want to be playing fantasy football with guys you enjoy hanging out with. Um, so you want to be having that, you know, camaraderie within the league. Um, and there's got to be minimal to no tolerance of people that are kind of not involved in the league or not invested in the league. Um, you don't want to have that guy that's, you know, around the trade deadline that you can't hit up with the trade offer or isn't setting their lineup in crunch time kind of a thing. Hmm. Great answer. Love that game. A couple more for you, just kind of quick fire questions for you. Uh, I guess I'm doing a little bit of a SWOT analysis right now. We went through the strengths, went through weaknesses, giving you an opportunity moving forward. Like we said, kind of a boom year last year, launched the website, launched this podcast, a lot of Twitter activity. Give us an opportunity moving forward for the PFFL. You know, uh, for Perry Fantasy Enterprises, um, one of the opportunities that was actually brought up uh, over the summer with our little MLB showdown thing is to potentially, you know, sell some of our, our golf outing and, uh, you know, card game spreadsheets that I've put together. So th- that I think might be the next venture here. We need to monetize. I agree. Yeah, right. we're too damn good at this. We need to start monetizing. We're trying to monetize this podcast. Uh, with the self-involved segments aren't really taking off, though. Um, and I guess the last question, I'd be absolutely remiss if, if I didn't ask this, Kane. And I'm fully aware of the responsibility and uh, ramifications of this question. And I guess my question is, when's the draft? You know, I've thought long and hard about this question because it's been asked so many times. The draft... Right. For the listeners, is September 5th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And you may or may not have a 12th round pick when, when we talk next. Right, yeah. Part of wrangling the cats is that everyone drafts. Everyone asks when the draft is to piss you off. Um, and I was fully aware by asking that question that you are revoking 12th round picks. Um, so if I walk into that, I didn't want uh, Harrison Bryant anyway. <laughs> Harris and the 12th. That's a wow. good name. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Rob, you got anything else for the commission? Uh, no, that's it, Kamish. Uh, so absolutely great job leading our fantasy league. Um, also, um, as a fundraiser, uh, normally the PFFL does something for a charity. You guys raised a ton of money for the uh, Darcy and the Polyps undie run team last year, uh, which was a huge help uh, to me and the Egan family. So shout out to the PFFL, especially Jared Champion who donated a bulk of that money. Uh, PFFL does a great job at, uh, you know, giving back to the community, the NFL care side of things. So looking forward to see what we do this year at the draft. Uh, and I'm sure it will uh, benefit some people. So shout out to that, Kane, and you're doing a great job, bud. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so we have a lot of that planned on that front. We'll, we'll go into that in another podcast. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, Kamish, polished as ever. I think uh, just so, you know, to represent the league that we're in, we need a guy like you. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate that. Uh, and, yeah, that'll that'll do it for the Greasy Pod Fantasy Football Preview Show. Uh, we'll be back next week kind of on a normal cadence. We'll, you know, obviously update you on how – no, it wouldn't be draft day. We'll update you two weeks from now on how the draft goes. Uh, next week we might talk a little bit more fantasy and, uh, and kind of mix it in with the normal show. Yeah, I think we're going to be all gas next week prepping for the draft. That will just be uh, 48 hours away. So there's nothing better than that feeling, you know. 
Uh, we talked about the best sleeps, and the night before the giraffe sleeps, one of the best. So. Oh, one of the best. Ejected in your veins. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you guys listening.